This week's episode of the Get Back Coach is brought to you by Odds Crowd. Odds Crowd has fantasy betting in leagues that include over $30,000 in cash prizes when you bet on NFL and college football. Here's how it works. Once you enter a contest, you place fantasy bets, not actual money, against real odds and lines. The most profitable bettors rise up the leaderboard. If you have the highest profit at the end of the contest, you win. And Odds Crowd isn't just fantasy betting contests. It's a social app for sports bettors. Free to download. You can group chat with other bettors, track your bets at a private fantasy contest with your buddies, and much more. So download the app for free. And when you're there, you can put in referral code BRAND13. That's B-R-A-N-1-3. That'll tell them that I sent you. Or referral code BRAND9, B-R-A-N-D-9. That'll tell them that Jay sent you. On this week's episode of the Get Back Coach, we welcome CEO Joe on. We talk about Dan Mullen being fired at Florida, my trip to South Carolina. We have a full review of week 12 and a preview of rivalry week coming up in college football. We end the episode with our top 10 lists, all that and a lot more. All right. Let's get after it. Welcome back to another episode of the Get Back Coach presented by Branded Sports. We have a very special guest today. We have, of course, joining us the past few weeks as my newest co-host. And our fearless leader, CEO Joe, is gracing us with his presence. Joe, we're going to get into what happened in Columbus eventually. We don't have to. We don't even have to. Feeling today? Uh, a little sad, not just because of Michigan State um, skull bashing that they took, but a little bit sad because we're heading into week 13, which means we're all but done here. And college football goes by way too fast. I feel like I talk about it every week. I feel like week two, I'm like, this is going by too fast already. But for what the season was already, I'm a little bummed out that it feels like it's, it's over. It's over. Yeah, it's. We wait every year for it, and it goes by in a flash. Um, it's the greatest sport out there. We all can agree. Um, but the good news is we have a very big slate coming on next week. Um, I always talk about the Friday after Thanksgiving is one of the most underrated days in sports. And rivalry week on sa- on Saturday, it's going to give us a last great week of the regular season before we get into uh, championship Saturday. Jay, how are you? How are things in Texas? Uh, it's still too hot. doesn't feel like fall weather, so that's a little frustrating. Uh, but other than that, nah, doing all right. Uh, obviously, A&M has one last game uh, to close out the season. If you had told me that A&M would be 8-3 and three going in the last week of the season, uh, I would have been – Pretty happy with that. Uh, knowing that we're eight and three with a win over Bama is, I probably would have been pretty surprised at, at that result going into the season. Yeah. But 
no, things are going good. Uh, I'll be in Baton Rouge for the last game of the season. Ooh, uh, we'll see awesome. how that goes. <laughs> I love it. Have you, I mean, have you ever been there as a fan? So, I mean, I've gone, I think I've only missed one game since I've been a fan and not a uh, participant. Uh, Baton Rouge is one of my favorite places to go tailgate. Uh, I will say that seeing AM just get absolutely slaughtered in 2019 sucked. But watching Joe Burrow uh, run out with the custom nameplate on senior night and seeing how crazy that place went was incredible. They should have um, let him play with it. Oh, that would have been. They should have let him play with it. Even better. But uh, I'm hoping that the crowd's a little bit less enthused whenever they come out. Uh, I, I don't know. I think you're in trouble. <laughs> Coach I, I do too. Tocho's last game there. I, I, I think you're in trouble. I do too. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like the past couple games, really, people haven't been showing up, but I feel like Cocho's last game. Yep. Those people are going to be there. And I think those players, even though he's done some questionable things around the program, those players are 100% going to try and ball out for him. There's yep. there's like a senior right now working on like a 2019 like Kojo like highlight tape right now to like play in the stadium. That's going to get everybody all jazzed up. Oh, 100%. Not looking good. <laughs> Not looking no, good. The food, the food is going to be great, though. The food is fantastic. That's yeah. They're, yeah. they're and, good, and I'm less likely to get killed in Baton Rouge if we lose. Yeah. <laughs> also true. Um, we're going to keep it in the SEC to start off. Um, the, the big news from Sunday, Dan Mullen is out at Florida. He's gone. He's out of there. Um, I, I said it on I, – I, I tweeted this. You, can, you can't be a douchebag and have losing seasons. One or the other, you can live for a little bit, but never both. And Dan Mullen was both. Um, start off really hot. He's been progressively worse. And I think the worst part about the whole thing is he's just putting his foot in his mouth constantly. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's the right move. I think there's a little bit of a culture problem in Florida. Uh, Joe, what do you think? Dan Mullen leaving, Dan Mullen out. Good move for Florida. Yeah, I mean, Florida had to do it. I thought going into the last two, I was, I thought if they lose one of the last two, which I thought that they might, I didn't think it was going to be Mizzou, but if they lose one of the last two, it was basically he's gone and he's done, um, which obviously that came to fruition. So they had to do what they had to do. I, I think he's he's like one of these great tricksters. He's a snake oil salesman, I feel like, because everybody hears the name and it, it carries a lot more weight than I think what it really should for the level of his quote-unquote success so far as a head coach so i think florida made the right move i mean they're too big of a program to to look that bad and and continuously look that bad with a coach that isn't getting anything done so it had to be done where he goes from here i know we're going to get into that i have no idea i have a couple good guesses but i have no idea okay uh jay uh you and i have talked about this a lot and i probably know your answer but uh good move by florida yeah, I mean, first of all, I have, I do have to say uh, I'm not the biggest Dan Mullen fan. Uh, but I think it was brewing. Uh, I mean, you just – the entire season collapsed after they lost to Alabama. They played Alabama really tight. Uh, but I think this goes back to, to last season even. 
Uh, you had the infamous shoe incident with Marco Wilson against LSU when Florida had a chance to still compete uh, for the title. I mean, they played Alabama really close in the SEC championship last year as well. But then you go to the bowl game, and obviously you have a few players declare uh, early and decide to sit out that game. But Mullen, the excuses he made after that game against OU, saying that he's basically had a JV team out there, uh, you can't say that and expect your players to want to keep playing for you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you just can't. And then you go into this season and you start off good. Like I said, they played Alabama tough, but then the wheels completely just fall off. I mean, you get blown out by a South Carolina team that's not great. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, and then you almost lose to Samford of all teams, uh, and, you know, an FCS program. And then you do lose on the road at Columbia, uh, Missouri. And it's just, I mean, the hits kept coming and it just, I think there's such an obvious disconnect between the players and the coach that the move had to be made. And I don't think Florida had a choice. I also think too, the Bama game this year, I think looking back now that we have 12 weeks of football behind us, I think that tells us a lot more about who Bama isn't than who Florida is. I I think that game isn't as much that, Hey, Florida kept it close with this Bama team. I think it's more of, well, Bama's really just not, as good as we thought. And I think Arkansas, I mean, showed that this week too. It didn't feel like at all that this was a Bama team. It feels like Georgia is the Bama of the SEC this year for a a lack of a better term. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's Florida and Dan Mullen. It's like I said, they started off really well those first couple years um, with, um, was it must, must champs guys. Correct. Yeah, with most champs, guys. And then we're getting worse. And it's when you hype up a game, okay, like Alabama, and you're on this high and you treat that game like it's your Super Bowl, I guess, let's just say. If you don't win that game, then you go, you'd go down. Like treat every game like it's the same. Because if you don't, then you get into situations like that where I think you start to lose a locker room. I think you lose a bit of focus and Mullen. I don't know. I just, I think he's a good offensive coordinator. I don't think he's a good CEO for a program. I think Mullen and Tom Herman are basically the same person. That's wow. That's, that's my assessment. That's, that's fair. Yeah, that's a very, both fair extremely comparison. unlikable. Both guys that worked under urban Meyer you know, isn't uh, it funny that pretty, most pretty good guys offensive under lines, Urban Meyer but... are a little bit unlikable? <laughs> yeah. I think, it, you know, the skunks hang out with other skunks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but That's yeah, he, I don't know. I think he ends up – I don't know. I think Bill O'Brien takes a job somewhere, and do you think he goes to Saban? I don't. I, I mean, don't I, 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 I've heard I think, that. I don't know why Saban would want him. I don't yeah. think I don't think Mullen's a Saban guy. Uh, yeah, I, 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 that don't. doesn't seem like a match to me. He seems. I think like he's, he's more likely to go to Ohio State. Yeah, uh, if they decide to move on. Mm. Well, I mean, let, let's think about it. Where, where potentially could he really get a head coaching job that actually makes sense? I don't think that there's a ton of like really good. It, it's hard when you're at Florida to then he, he basically would have to take a step back 
because there's no way he can get a job that's even. I think that's going to be out there. Like, like LSU is not going to come calling. If you can't win in the SEC um, East, you can't win in the SEC West. There's just no way you're going to be able to compete there. I could see him going to like a to like a Louisiana Lafayette after Billy Napier leaves. Uh, similar step to like what uh, I think it's that far. Gus Malzahn. Well, I mean, you look at Louisiana Lafayette, and there's no. I, I know. Uh, no offense to ULL, but I was thinking power five but low tier power five I, see i think if he if he goes power five i think he takes a coordinator job instead of uh being in a head coaching position i think if he goes a head coaching job then he's going to go to a g5 team well here's the thing i i think that is what he should be thinking i don't think he sees himself as a guy who's going to take a step back to be a coordinator again well That's i mean where he, i think the issue and the disconnect is going to be with this guy he also thought he was too good for Mississippi State the whole time he was Correct. there. I mean, yeah. he was basically campaigning for a Florida job the whole time he was at Mississippi State. They passed over him once for uh, McIlwain after they got rid of uh, Muschamp. And then, uh, you know, he finally got the Florida job. And, I mean, last year was a solid year, but it wasn't enough. And I'll I think, I think he's proven that maybe he doesn't have what it takes to coach at that high of a level. Yeah, I mean, the SEC is also just like – like it's obviously the beast. It's ours. I'll tell you where I think hot take – he I could see him going or, or a school that I think would take a flyer on him. If the position comes open, if, if he decides to leave for SC or LSU, I could see Penn State taking a call. Absolutely not. I absolutely <laughs> And here's absolutely the reason. Not. No, here's the reason why is because Penn State's in a position now where if Franklin leaves – they can't bring in some guy that they're going to take a flight. Like Penn state couldn't hire Mel Tucker right now in the same situation where Mel Tucker was coming from Colorado that Michigan state was because Michigan state was coming from like two back-to-back down years from Mark D'Antonio. Mm-hmm. Penn state's in a position where they need to win and they need a name. Mm-hmm. And I could see a call at least happening to kick so, the tires on. Would he come to Penn state? Two things, because I'll, as you guys know, I'm, I follow Penn State closer than anybody. Yep. Um, he was in talks for Penn State when Franklin got the job. And I was big on the Dan Mullen hype train. I am very happy they didn't go in that direction. Um, another point, Franklin is not going anywhere. Um, I don't think there, so either. There, there are things right now that are being worked out within the program he, they have a new facility that is basically under construction. The rumors are that he finally got his assistance paid. That basically his assist, like in their contracts, their all their contracts are getting a boost, which is huge because all of a lot of their better coordinators are all gone. Josh Gaddis went to Alabama, then he had to go to Michigan. He was gone. Um, you know, more have left for Mississippi. They, there was there was no incentive to keep these guys. Brent Pry has only been there because of his loyalty to Franklin. So um, he's got his assistance paid. I think I think next year they take a step down, but they have a you know top five recruiting class coming in. I think it would be foolish for him to go to USC and try and rebuild. Even though, even though, I do think there's a better match. James Franklin is a better match for USC probably than Penn state just because of demographic and they'll, they'll cut him blank checks for whatever. Yeah. Um, last thing, thing is, I mean, we're just looking at all of these coaching positions that have come open. I mean, there's going to be 
so many big programs. I mean, now with Florida joining it, you have yep. USC, Virginia Tech. Uh, yep. I mean, there's just so many programs, Washington, that have moved on, and yep. you're going to have so many spots to fill that yeah. I think a lot of people are going to make some questionable. And there's going to be more. I think, Virginia, I think Virginia Tech, too, is a very underrated job. You know what? Dan Mullen at Virginia Tech might make sense. Yeah. That might make sense. I, I, I don't know if Virginia Tech does that, but, I mean, that's not so terrible. My, my last point with the Mullen to Penn State train is he has put his foot in his mouth so many times, Penn State isn't going to touch him. Because at Mississippi State, it wasn't as bad, but he – his whole demeanor, I mean, and you guys know it's no secret, Penn State has to really watch, um, you know, with their image. Yeah, Why? No what happened? I, shut up. <laughs> uh, having a guy like Mullen, I, I don't think that's the best look. I mean, hell, they half the people don't like Franklin because he's flashy, but and he sometimes says some things that are a little he's- not – He's a douchebag, too. I mean, let's just call it he, a he, Franklin's a douchebag. In a very he different is, way. Hang on. In a very different he way. Is, he is, but he's, he's, not aggressive on, douchebag. he's not on Dan Mullen level. No, no, he's not. But yeah. that's like, you know. He has. He like, has I'm not drunk bit. when he you're does. like shit-faced. You have a little bit there's somebody way drunker than you in the other room. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not throwing up in the plant, but, yeah, you're still you know, uh, You know, Franklin Franklin has about, you know, 10. He's about 10 Miller lights in while – Dan Mullen's drunk off Mad Dog in the corner. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's a fair comparison. Um, so, uh, Florida, Florida State battle for the. I mean, who would have thought Florida, Florida State at the beginning of the year? Both these teams are going to be five and six, looking for a bowl game. Um, I I know the rule. The rule is never bet against the team that loses its coach. And I don't know. I. I don't know if this team just says screw it and lays a giant egg because Florida State's going to come to play. Which Florida day State is that? Is that, is that a Friday or is that Saturday? That's Saturday, right? It's Saturday. That's Saturday. Like, I don't know. I can see I Florida laying an egg, but I can also see Florida saying like, you know, ding dong, the witch is dead, and now we're going to play football. I think it's yeah. more of that. I think it's a celebration game for Florida. I think Florida wins. Okay, Jay, what do you think? I was more confident in Florida State whenever Mullen was still the coach. Now that they've moved on, uh, I, I'm not touching this game. No, I wouldn't bet on this game. I would minus bet on two. Yeah, give me give me Florida. I kind of Florida's more talented. Florida's more talented, but I don't know. I, I wouldn't touch this game. Wouldn't touch it. Um, so we talked about the bad in the SEC with Dan Mullen. How about the good? South Carolina is going bowling. I watched it in person. Um, now, before we get started, hang on a second. I have some grievances with South Carolina. I have some grievances. Um, first, I just want to say. Puts on the beautiful, glasses. Beautiful stadium. Absolutely beautiful stadium of downtown, the five points. Awesome. Uh, love the band. The cockaboose. I snuck onto the cockaboose. That was nice. Um, So a lot of great tradition there. Beautiful stadium, like I said. But I have grievances. One, you have a 7 o'clock kickoff, and you don't open up your parking lots until 1 o'clock in the afternoon. 1 o'clock? 1 o'clock, you're opening your lots. 
I thought it just matters more in the SEC. Okay, uh, two <laughs> night game, lot of empty seats. You have you're playing a winnable team against you know you're playing Auburn SEC opponent. You have a shot to go bowling in the last game of the year, or sorry, the before Clemson, the last conference game, and you have empty seats for a night game. 80,000 seat stadium, probably about 63,000 there. I thought it just matters more. Um, three, your student section, which was very good, but very small. I was actually surprised about how small it is. Um, I thought it just matters more. So South Carolina, I had a great time. I really did. But I'm never coming back. Come on. I mean, the sandstorm would have looked so much cooler if, you know, the entire up sections of the upper deck weren't empty. And sandstorm was cool. And it got loud sometimes. But, man, I mean, your, game, tw- your tweets you're were like, no, I, people? are you tweet, kidding you know me? I, I take complete responsibility for this. This is my fault because we went into South Carolina in 2014 and basically ruined the state of the program by making Steve Spurrier retire. And since then, South Carolina hasn't been great. Uh, so that's actually my fault. Stand They've up, been more of okay. like a Maryland. Yeah. Good, jo- good job, Jay. Yeah, so that's why you had a bad experience. That's very you know, just had No, hang on. Hang on. Around the program. No. Listen, you know, I, I, I had I a good it. experience. I had a good experience. The lot we found was – it wasn't like an official university lot. Um, and that was cool. Like it was it was fun. Did you get boiled peanuts? I didn't get the boiled peanuts, but they were selling them. I, I, I told it you, man. More. Yeah, I just <laughs> forgot to get the boiled peanuts. Um, oh, hang on. I will give South Carolina one credit. Uh, their uh, RV village at the fairgrounds was actually really cool. Walking you hear that, there. South Carolina? You got great RVs. You got a lot. You got a great <laughs> RV lot. You and their stadium's very nice. Their stadium's beautiful, but... I mean, God, fill it up. It's a night game, man. I mean, um, here's the thing, though. It, it is – you understand. I mean, this is a program that has been in the bottom of the SEC East for the past five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, you look at a comparable Big Ten uh, counterpart would be like a Maryland or a Rutgers. I don't know how many people they're having at their games. No. So, I guess – so, I was actually talking to my friends about this. If there was a Big Ten, see, for me, a Big Ten equivalent to South Carolina, I was thinking more Indiana. I was, see, I was thinking more Minnesota. But then I think Minnesota has just been better recently. Yeah. I mean, Indiana has had higher expectations this year and last Mm -hmm. year, but they're all, I mean, they're fake. I think we all, they're bad. And it's going to, it's going to get worse. That whole team is seniors. Yeah, it's gonna, gonna be it's bad, gonna for a while. bad. Indiana is in a bad way next year, and Tom Allen better get him at least competitive soon, or he's gonna be on his way out after he just won Coach of the Year. Um, but Shane Beamer, his job, the the, or the job he's done, I think, is very commendable. Getting this team to a bowl game is very impressive to me. They were gonna be, they were supposed to be last next to Vanderbilt and he got him at least competitive. And Jay, you said this. I just think it's a bunch of guys in the locker room that are just willing to lay their bodies on the line for Shane Beamer and that staff. Um, It was clear. Auburn was more talented. 
They had more speed. I think they had better players, but they just found a way. And Shane Beamer, that's huge. Yep. Uh, big fan of Shane Beamer. I, I look forward to seeing where he goes from here next year. Uh, extremely, like, I mean, we talked about it with the South Carolina-Florida game where it was a team that very obviously wanted to play for their coach and a team that didn't. Uh, so, I mean, going back to that Florida game, Florida players did not seem to care too much for uh, what Shane Beamer is saying. And uh, Shane Beamer's players obviously – or, sorry, what uh, Dan Mullen was saying – uh, and Shane Beamer's players obviously love him. I mean, seeing that yeah. speech in the uh, game uh, or in the locker room after the game, uh, just him just saying how proud he was of his guys. I mean, the way they all reacted to that is just – it makes me want to go run through a wall for Shane Beamer. Oh, yeah. If I'm being honest. Oh, yeah. It's great. Um, ACC, Pitt is going to the ACC championship. They have won the Coastal Division – the ACC is just so bad. It is yeah. so bad. But Pitt's all – I mean, Kenny Pickett is – is. I mean, he's he's shot up the the rankings yeah. of quarterbacks in, in college football, and he's done an amazing job. That offense putting up basketball numbers at times. Yeah, he's – here's the thing. Good for Kenny Pickett. He took a lot of criticism in his early years at Pitt because they weren't – he didn't have a whole lot of help. Um I feel good for Kenny Pickett, but I just I just hate Pitt because <laughs> they thump their chest and they say, "Oh, look at how good we are!" And they're they're sitting on a mountaintop that's made of crap. King Turd on Shit Mountain. Yeah, exactly. They're they're that they're that <laughs> meme of that guy spraying his face with like champagne, like yeah, yeah, and yeah, we're, we're, yeah. It's of nothing. It's of nothing. Um, but, hey, they, I guess they got it done. Um, now, the other side is a little bit – the other side of that conference is very strange. So, if Wake beats Boston College, none of this matters. Wake is going to play Pitt for the ACC championship. If Wake loses to Boston College, which could happen, Boston College is scrappy. Jeff Halfley, you know, um, he's doing good things up there. But if Wake loses, Clemson – doesn't matter because they're playing South Carolina, but then NC State wins and they beat North Carolina. You now have a three-way tie for the ACC championship, and I'm almost positive that throws NC State in. So I don't know what the tiebreakers are. I, what's the line of the Wake Boston College game? Because here's the thing: like three and a half. I just can't see Boston College being able to keep up with Wake's offense. And I think they're, they're going to score too much for Boston College to to keep up with. I would love to see them lose because I would love to – I mean, I love chaos, especially when it doesn't involve my team. Just love – the more chaos, the better. I want five-way ties at the top. I just uh, don't yeah. want to risk Clemson having a chance to play in the ACC championship. And that's the thing. If both – if Wake loses to Boston College and then North Carolina beats NC State, guess who's going in? Clemson. Yeah, even, if they, even if they do, I mean – I think I think Pitt beats Clemson. I Again, hope not. that's I, the I thing. Think, I mean, they've already. I'll root for Clemson. It is tough to beat Clemson. a team twice. It is tough to beat a team it twice. Is, yes. Again, I just that Clemson that number they put up this weekend. Whatever, I don't really care about that. Clemson it can't score, and like even though they put up a big number this weekend, you just look at what they've done all season. Clemson just can't score enough. So I, I, I can't. Yeah. I don't think they could beat Pitt. 
I just think Wake. I think Wake's Wake Forest's offense is also their best defense. Yes, exactly. That's what I mean. I think they're just going to score too much for yeah. for Boston College to be able to keep yeah. up. Yeah, it's and you know Wake Forest. You know they get a they get a couple stops. It's over because they can. They're going to outshoot you. Yeah, um, but I, I will root for Dabo. I will be the biggest freaking Dabo fan if they get into that ACC championship game. <laughs> I don't care. I do not want Narduzzi to win a freaking conference. That's messed up, man. Pat Narduzzi, I mean, fantastic coach, a better person. It's, it's messed up that you would say that. I, you're, I, <laughs> I really don't like that, man. He's a good man. He's a I, very I good man. With an unbelievable track record and his yeah, resume. unbelievable track record. Fantastic. Yeah, let's go into the track record. <laughs> oh. uh, Pac-12 going to the West Coast. Utah absolutely stomps Oregon. Yeah, and I think the worst part about this is I think we're going to see that rematch in two weeks. We're going to see them play again. I think so too. I mean, it's going to be a better game because there's no way it could be a worse game. I will say I stayed away. I wanted to live bet Oregon so bad. Like not even not money line, but just spread that they were going to keep it close enough. And I stayed away. Thankfully, I couldn't believe how bad they, they just got beat. It was like it was it was almost like they knew we don't care. We're going to see these guys in two weeks. Yeah. So screw it. Unless. 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 Unless Oregon State wins the Civil War and gets the platpus. And how about uh, that program coming out of nowhere? It seems yeah. like this year. That's a you good know, year they, for them. They had that early loss to Purdue, and I'm like, eh, okay. You know, because it's the battle of the bottom feeders, that one. Yeah. Um, they lose to Purdue. And they've beaten they, Utah already. They have. I mean, as we know, the transit property is really reliable in college football. <laughs> But, yeah, because I mean they lost to Colorado as well. So yeah. <laughs> they, right. Um I don't know what's up with this team. This team, this team is an enigma. I can't I can't put my finger on like what they're really good at. Um I mean, I guess defensively they're decent, right? I always see them with the turnover chainsaw out there, you know, cutting wood or whatever, but I don't know. I just they could beat or- – I, I wouldn't be shocked if they beat Oregon, but I just think Oregon takes care of business. I mean, once again, they, they let Colorado score like 34 or something on them, so I don't know. Uh, Jay, who's winning the who's who's winning the Pilatopus? Uh, I mean, I think Oregon just has the better Jimmy and Joes, but rivalry games can be crazy. I think the other thing to look at uh, – I'll have to double-check, but Oregon State has been great at home and terrible on the road. And I believe they're playing in Eugene. Uh, so I think that could make a difference in the game. Uh, yeah, it is. It's so Eugene. That, for that Eugene, reason, I'm, I'm taking Oregon. East but, Coast time, though. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it'll be – I love rivalry games because I think anything can happen. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times you'll see, like, shocking upsets – I just don't see it being this time. As much as I would love for Oregon State to win this game and somehow make their way into the Pac-12 championship, uh, be I mean, who who would who would like, if you went ten years back in time and said, uh, "Guess what? Twenty twenty one Pac-12 championship, Oregon State and Utah." 
People look at you this. like you're an absolute madman. <laughs> I will say this. Go back, check the tape of Weekend Winners when we had Jeff Nadu on. I said, because I remember his face, he was like, I said, I think there's an outside chance Oregon State can win the Pac-12 this year. You did. Check tape. Check tape. I actually do it's remember. There. It is that. there. Yeah, because you probably jaw was dropped as well. I, was, I put that out there. I think that was like two weeks after they lost to Purdue. And I was like, eh, are we sure? Yeah, about I can see the future. Yeah, I, mean, I can see the it's future. All right. It's there. It is. There is a chance. There is a chance. Um, Joe. All right. You're up. We're going to talk about it? You want to talk about it? We're going to talk about it. Listen. Talk, let's talk through it. I knew it was going to be ugly. Did I think it was going to be that ugly? I did not. And if you're like, what are we talking about? We're talking about Ohio State. We're talking about Michigan State. It, what it was is it was it was one team that's really, really good at one thing and the other team that's really, really bad at stopping people from doing that one thing. When you have one of the best pass offenses in the country and you have the actual worst pass defense in the country, you're in for a long day. And Ryan Day, he was throwing the ball. All game long. I mean, I turned it off, I think 28 nothing. I was like, I'm just not going to watch this because I just don't have, there's no point in me watching this. It was clearly over at that point in time. Um, But I don't blame him. I mean, he didn't want to really want to run the ball much. I wouldn't have ran the ball one time against Michigan State. It it was a bloodbath. It is what it is. It was ugly. It was very ugly. Yeah. um, So I was with, I was with my buddy. Who was a Michigan? Who's a Michigan State guy wearing his Michigan State shirt in Columbia? And that's a weird move. A, a couple times got a oh, you've really had a bad day today. Or, <laughs> like, how was your day? Um, I actually ran into a Michigan State guy at uh, Jake's bar. Another guy. Uh, he was I bet two very guy. nice gentlemen now. Well. No, my friend's an asshole. The other guy was very nice. He was yeah. very well. Uh, but that checks out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One out of two is not bad for us. Yeah. It was it was like you said, uh Michigan State's pass defense is just awful. Um Ohio State, that's what they do very well. Five hundred total yards in the first half, Ohio State put up three hundred and I think eighty-nine passing yards in the first half. I'm Holy just dis- I'm disappointed in Michigan State's offense. I was too, but I think it was one of those games where the defense was so bad that it almost makes the offense bad. Where it's like we've been hitting the like we punched in the face so hard that like you lose confidence all across the board. I remember at one point in time, early in the first quarter, I think Ohio State was up seven nothing. It was the next drive where they were coming down, and there was a dump off play where first and ten, and they gained eight yards. And Michigan State guys like slapping the other one. Mel Tucker's like clapping up. I'm like, oh my god! If we're happy about a first down eight yard give up, oh we are screwed. Like if that's what what's getting us excited is that we only gave up. We didn't give up a first down. Little hey, little things. You know, it's it's first. Hey, we didn't give up a first down. Then it's we didn't give up five yards. Yeah. And then hey, you know it's yeah you have when. When you're trying to find things to be positive about, that's usually not a good sign. Here's what I'll be positive about. Peyton Thorne didn't lose this game for Michigan State. Mm-hmm. That's a win. That is a win in my book. They cost a uh, – if Michigan State had one more touchdown, uh, I would have won a decent amount of money. Um, I 
But they did have. I had him in a parlay. I had him in a parlay. Oh. Had him in a parlay. I took uh I took them at halftime plus 52 and a half. Ooh. Yeah. It covered. It covered. Just in case I didn't like that you racked your brain there to see if it covered, but it covered. It was fit the final score was 56 7, just in case anybody forgets. Yeah. I don't like that. Wait, you said first time. Wait, I no, think no, it's no, the first no. half. At the end of the first half, I took them live line plus 52 and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought you said the 50, the total was 52 in the first no. half. Well, that doesn't sound right. No. But okay. No, that well, they did that. But yeah, I was like, come on, one more touchdown, one more touchdown, one more touchdown. And nothing. Nothing. Yeah, they look bad all over, all around. That was a bad showing. And now we got Penn State coming in. I think they're going to beat Penn State. I think it's going to be a close well, game. I think they beat Penn State. Well, we'll we'll settle that for the weekend review. All right, or the preview. Um, Big Ten West, uh, Wisconsin's probably going to go in. Yeah, but I will say this because uh, it's not on our rivalry week preview. Nebraska is beating Iowa on Friday. It's happening. I might. I agree with you. I think Nebraska's playing very well. And I they're think, favored. The Cornhuskers. I know. And I think I win Cornhuskers team is favored against Iowa. I think I some have to kind take of Iowa trophy about Lincoln. I'm going to take, I'm thinking I'm going to take Iowa plus three and a half there. Oh, no. I'm taking I just that. think oh. the defense is good enough to keep it close. Oh, it's keep 100% going to be close. Or I What's don't know, the over under that? The over under that game right now, if I had to guess, is probably like 34 and a half. I think it was 38. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that, that, I honestly think it was 38. Yeah. So, my whole thing it's an here. Awful game to watch. Iowa. Oh, it's, I'm going to love every second of it as I'm eating. That's Big Ten football, here. baby. I love it. Um, Iowa, right now, sitting at 9-2. They can't go. I mean, technically, if they, if they win and Wisconsin loses, I still believe – Wisconsin still has the tiebreaker around them. But so they, I don't think they really have much to play for. Nebraska, no matter how much you, they get punched in the face, they just keep getting up. And I do think that they're going to they're gonna play their asses off. No, you know what? I think I would, would still be in it because I was 9-2 and two and Wisconsin's 8-3. No, I'm pretty sure but there's one a chance of those, for a, uh, like a four-way tie because I think – Purdue, uh, it was five and, and three. Minnesota's five and three yeah. in conference. So a Minnesota win, uh, knocks Wisconsin down to five and three as well. But wouldn't overall record be the next thing that kicks in? No, uh, I'm not sure what the tiebreaker is. I don't believe so. That's what happened. You have, you have Purdue, Iowa, Minnesota, and uh, Wisconsin with the possibility of a four way tie. The, Just the been West. yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. For to be the sacrificial lamb to Ohio State, um, it'd be really funny if whoever went to that championship game in Indianapolis ended up winning. I and ruining Ohio I, State. That's what I want. I want to see Wisconsin go in and beat Ohio State and watch watch the committee squirm to try to figure out a way to keep Ohio State in the playoffs. <laughs> oh man, could you imagine a four way tie? Chaos. I mean, that's just chaos. That's that's the Big Ten West. That's the Big Ten West. Um, Lastly, um, before we get into the Big 12, Joe, have you heard Matt Campbell's 
recent comments earlier this week. Mm-mm. The um, a guy said about uh, expectations coming into this year, and then Matt Campbell replies with, "I've never set a goal of championships." Oh yeah, I did hear this where he was like, "It's not about championships." So he's like, "We don't do that because then you set expectations to like lose you the set guy." Expectations like that. to fail. Yeah, yeah, expectations yeah. of fail. So Jay and I covered it on weekend loser winners. mentality. Re- no, no, you never, ever, ever set like at the beginning of the year. You never set a goal and say championship. Because once that's out of reach, that's when the ship sinks. Yeah, I, I can see why you would think that. Florida State. I but always use whole, that as an example. This whole one and oh, this whole one and oh every week thing is now turned into the biggest cliche out there. Oh, one and it oh, is one and oh mindset. One and oh mindset. Actually, do you know who was like the big program that like kind of started that whole thing? It was no. actually Wisconsin. That sounds like a Wisconsin thing. Wisconsin was I th- always one and oh, one and oh, one and oh. Um, but again, they were all they're always relevant. Now, you know what this is? This is what it is. This is a Notre Dame fan thing. That's what this is. This whole you don't set expectations for championships. I rag on Notre Dame fans every year because the second they're eliminated from the playoffs or they don't have a chance to make it or they lose like the big game or whatever, my favorite thing is to go on Twitter, search Notre Dame or search Irish and watch their fans like, Hey, great year. Proud to be Irish. We did it. Da, 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 da. And it's some person who never went to Notre Dame, which is like, we did it. Another great year. No fan base loves losing and being a, a second place team that more than Notre Dame. They take <laughs> such pride in the fact that, well, we play football. So that's kind of cool. It's, it's the weirdest obsession. It's my favorite thing to retweet every year. It's just like, oh, can't wait for the proud to be a Notre Dame fan again. We didn't do it again, guys. High five. It's a loser it's just, mentality. I just think with Matt Campbell and those comments, that's a culture locker room thing where you, again, if you have um, championship ass, you're, you're looking 10, 10 weeks in the future, you know, Take it small steps. Beat the next opponent. And I know you're saying that's a cliche now, but honestly it is. Like if you start looking ahead or if you're starting to worry about, oh, if I don't do this, then we can't win a championship. It's too many steps ahead. Just You know what it is? He's coming from Toledo. He's just happy to be cashing a Power 5 check at this point. That's all it is. So, of course, he's like, oh, what are we going to worry about championships? We're doing great. Let's keep up the uh, – keep on keeping on. That's all that is. Matt Campbell's a good coach. They had a rough year. He's a good coach. It's – let him rebuild and let's see what happens. Or maybe he'll go – maybe he'll be somewhere else. Who knows? But, I don't think he's going to leave any. I, I don't think the comments were – I don't. I think he took a lot of flack on Twitter, and I just don't think it was that warranted. I mean, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. But if you're asking me – to go one way or the other, I'd rather a guy who's like, "Yeah, we're in this to win a championship." Mm. No, yeah, no, I, I understand. A week ten later, I think he could have worded it better. Yeah, that's fair. He worded awkwardly, like, but again, 
you run into the if if he would have said like, well, obviously we want to win championships or something like that. You know, in his mind, he could be like, okay, I want my guys to truly believe, you know, it's like one of those things. My guys are watching me at all times and I have to practice what I preach all the time in the media. Does he make him a little fake? Probably. But guess what? I mean, every coach is doing that. I mean, there's a completely different coach that you see uh, in the locker room whenever cameras are off versus whenever in front of the media at the podium. Mm Yeah, you have he to wear many said, hats. He should have just said, listen, we play in the Big 12. Championships are never on the table for us. You know, we can't win the championship. We're, us in the pack. If you have 12 in your conference, you can't win the championship. Everyone knows that. <laughs> um, so who do we think is going to win the Pac-12 championship? Um, there's three teams on it right now. Oklahoma, Baylor, Oklahoma State. If Oklahoma beats Oklahoma State and Baylor beats Texas A&M. We'll see Oklahoma and Baylor the rematch. If Oklahoma loses to Oklahoma State, Baylor wins. Then we'll see a rematch of Oklahoma. Wait, who, who does Baylor have? Texas Tech. Okay. Who did I say? He said Texas A&M. I was like, ah. Oh, no. <laughs> not anymore. Sorry. Maybe yeah. it was 20 years ago. But um, <laughs> Baylor has Texas Tech. Um, if Baylor loses, obviously they're out of there. Um, and then we'll see a, I think we'll see a rematch of Bedlam. Yep. Yeah. So if, if Texas, Oklahoma, Texas, actually, if Oklahoma wins, no matter what, it's a rematch of Bedlam. Uh, because Oklahoma State has the head to head win over Baylor. No, but if Baylor wins, hang on. How, how sure are you, Jay? Pretty positive because Baylor would have two uh, in-conference losses. Oklahoma would have one in-conference loss, so they would be in. And then Oklahoma State would have two in-conference losses, but they would have the head-to-head over Baylor. What's the line on that Oklahoma-Oklahoma State game right now? Uh, I think Oklahoma State is favored by like four and a half. Okay. So Oklahoma State's o- in the Big 12 championship no matter what. Yeah, and I th- I think they're going to beat – I think they're going to beat Oklahoma this weekend. It's in – it's at Oklahoma State. Both teams are undefeated at home. I think Oklahoma obviously has looked shaky all year. We kind of everybody knew that eventually these wheels were going to fall off. I think Oklahoma State's playing really good ball. And here's what they don't have that's helping them is they don't have the issue of expectations on their back. Oklahoma Oklahoma comes out and even if they win but they don't look good, they're going to get dragged. Oklahoma State can come out, play really well and lose. And they're going to get a, oh, wow, that's a really, you know, they're having a great year. Yeah. So I think that helps Oklahoma State going into this game. Yeah. yeah. So you look at what Oklahoma State has ahead of them. I mean, they're a one-loss team. If they beat OU uh, and they play Baylor again, uh, that's two pretty good wins. I mean, you have to think that maybe Oklahoma State, depending on what happens elsewhere, in the college football world, they might have a chance to backdoor their way into the the playoff talk. I a hundred percent agree, and I think I was telling Kevin this earlier. I think if you're a Notre Dame fan now who wants to get in the playoffs, he doesn't really want to because he doesn't want to watch them get rocked That's, by Georgia. I have a problem with that. It's you know what? It's a Matt Campbell thing. It's a little <laughs> mentality. Matt Campbell thing. Ah, we don't need. I to have get a problem in. with that. What's the point of getting in? The I have a problem with that. Like. No, if if you go into the play, like you should want to go into the playoff. If you get your ass kicked, get 100%. your ass kicked. 
you know, it's fine. You know, Joe, you've been there with Michigan State. I was at least say, you were in exactly. at least you were in the dance. Exactly. And that's like a lot of Penn State people are saying, like, well, at least Michigan State's been in the dance. Like, we're not even we haven't even been there. You know? Um, yeah, I, I hate I hate that. I hate that. Oh, I don't want I don't want them to go in and get their ass kicked or I to play in a in a New Year's Six Bowl. No, so but I no. think I think Oklahoma State is is who Notre Dame fans right now that want to go. That's who need, they need to be worried about because I I don't see how you don't leapfrog them over Notre Dame if they don't win the Big Twelve and win out. I, I don't see it's, how you can't, especially if Cincy wins out oh, too. No. Correct. Well, that's the thing. If if Cincy wins out, I you would think, and who knows with this committee, you would think that since he blocks Notre Dame from leaping them mm-hmm. and then next one in, I think would be Oklahoma state. If they win out, if everything plays out that way. And if Georgia takes care of Alabama, that sets up, if Georgia takes care of Alabama, it's, it's opening up a spot, right? Yeah. Away. No, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. I just want since he and Ohio state to match up in the semis so bad and since he to win and just piss off Ohio oh. state fans, that'd be so glorious. But could you imagine what, Imagine what would happen if the committee puts in Notre Dame over Cincy and Cincy wins out. Could you? If Cincy imagine? wins out, there's no way the committee can I don't see. That. I think that too, but this whole Michigan, Michigan State thing has me thinking, and what they're doing with Alabama has me thinking, I have no idea what this yeah. committee is going to do. Yeah. I, I would like to see, I'm not a big, I used to be a big Gundy guy. I used to love Mike Gundy. I'm not a huge fan of Gundy really too much anymore. But the Gundy heel turn. Yeah, the Gundy heel turn. Um, <laughs> but it would be cool to see someone else in there. Um, okay. I don't know if you guys have – I might say something that's that's a little dumb. Okay? okay. I'm going to say something that's a little dumb. Is it, you're in the trust tree. Okay, good. We're, we're in the circle of trust. Yeah. We're in the trust tree. What a rip. Okay. Is it just me – and, and I know, I know it's Oklahoma, you know, I know it's a home and home. Okay. Oklahoma, like the, the bedlam is you play in Norman and then he played Stillwater. I just feel like every time there's an important bedlam game, it's always in Stillwater. And I have no idea why. I don't know if it's because the name bedlam and Stillwater go together. I don't know if it's because they're, you know, Western type of names. I don't know. But for some reason, when I think of Bedlam, I think of those crazy Cowboys fans with the freaking paddles banging the side of the stadium every time. It's and so I awesome. just want to know if anyone else thinks of that, too. A, a little bit of fun fact for you. Uh, the Bedlam namesake actually came from the wrestling duel series between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. So originally it wasn't even applied to the football game. I did not. Well, I mean, the great rest. I mean, Oklahoma State's one of the best wrestling programs in the country. You know, yeah. I mean, it's not as good as Penn State's, but that's not, not <laughs> but it's up there. It's in like the top three. It's like Penn State, Iowa, Oklahoma State. Yep. Every um, year. Oklahoma State, really good. But, but yeah, so the, the Bedlam name actually comes from the wrestling series between the two teams. Um, I don't know when that actually got transferred over to football as well. And so now uh, the Bedlam series just applies to any Oklahoma Oklahoma State meeting across all sports. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you look at this from a football standpoint, 
Oklahoma has dominated the the series historically. Oh, and yeah. I mean, Gundy, I think only has one or two mm-hmm. uh, wins over OU. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I, just, I have a feeling Oklahoma State's due for one. It was like yeah. Arkansas versus A&M earlier this year. Uh, I think another one. And you guys are probably going to disagree with this. Michigan and Ohio State. What I think you're it? looking at a game where Michigan is due for one. No. And could you're, easily – Dumb idiot. No. There's no, easily no upset no, Ohio State. No, wait. No. We have <laughs> no. wait. We we wait. There will be time for me to yell at you and tell you how wrong <laughs> you are. We're gonna get dunked all over by Ohio State. Um <laughs> Bedlam. And that's, and that's me just hoping that it happens. Otherwise, yeah. I can't watch Michigan beat Ohio State this year. Every year I usually root for them. This year I can't. After what no. just happened this past week. Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. I think Joe and I are on the same page on that. Yeah, no. um, I need to watch Ohio State win 52-0. Yes, absolutely. Um, Bedlam, do not take the over. I'm this. taking the over. Um, no, don't. It's it. going to be ugly. Oklahoma State's it. defense is very good. Their offense is subpar. I'm tell- and I know Oklahoma State's defense isn't the, the greatest thing, but I just think this game's ugly. I don't this think this is, is your typical game. And this is like the Red River shootout. You always take the over just because it's it's mm-hmm. principles at this point. It's not about what is or isn't going to happen. It's about standards and principles. You <laughs> bet the over in this game. You have all these rules. Yeah, and I live by them. <laughs> you live by these rules. Um, all right. Uh, rivalry week preview. We have a couple of the big games on the slate. The Egg Bowl Thanksgiving Day. Mississippi State is a one-point favorite. I like the Bulldogs in Starkville. I really like Mississippi State minus one right now. Uh, Joe, what are you thinking? I, I'm the same thing. I, I think Mississippi State's going to be the better team here. I, I think that they win this game. This being on Thanksgiving is the meanest thing I've ever seen the schedule makers do. Because you're talking about two teams, whether or not whether or not they're both good or not. I mean, this is like a... These two teams hate each other. To put this on Thanksgiving and know that like one half of Mississippi is just going to be pissed off at the dinner table yelling at their family because of this, it's wrong. It's wrong. Absolutely wrong. I love it. I absolutely love it. It gives me something to watch. I mean, what, what, what am I going to do? Watch the Cowboys? Yeah. No. no, the Egg Bowl is way better than any NFL game. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's, and, we talked about yeah. this already. Like we love chaos. There's no game more chaotic than the Egg Bowl every year. Whether it's Matt Corral really? starting a fight with the whole team as a true freshman, Hell whether yeah. it's uh, the the fake pee celebration, Oldmits and Oldmits and piss. Yeah, I mean, there's just something with this game. Something always goes just absolutely and it's psychotic. wild. It's so like it goes fun. no matter how bad these teams are. Like. The, those places are usually packed. There will always be a meme from from this game. Yeah, you, you it's awesome. It. I, I love. I I can't wait to watch. It. I really can't wait to watch it. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. very excited. The X Factor this, this weekend. Oh yeah, Starkville 100 is is the X Factor. What what was that, Jay? It's just going to be like this game's always just stupid in the best way possible. Oh yeah, this is what's good about college football. The egg yeah. ball is one of them. Um. Going to stay in the ACC this on Saturday. Uh, Iron Bowl, Alabama is favored by 19. I have no idea. I don't know. I I think, I think, 
two weeks ago, I would have said, give me Auburn plus 19. Even Alabama's performance against Arkansas, you'd think Auburn plus 19. I just don't know what's up with that. Auburn. Auburn should be better than this. And it's I know they didn't really have big expectations coming in, but I feel like they should be a little bit better. I think they're just letting games slip away. That defense starts off good and then just dies somewhere. Yep. It's like they have no adjustments. They have no halftime adjustments. They are a terrible second half team. Is Bonex playing? I believe TJ Finley. Yeah, Alabama then minus twenty. Yeah, I, I mean that's that that's the X factor in this in in this game, and I don't think Alabama is playing all that well. And when we get into top ten, we'll talk more about that. But like, I just don't think that they are. But I still think they're they're twenty points better than Auburn right now. Yeah, yeah. this is another one of those games that tends towards the chaotic. Yeah, uh, but I just think that the way Auburn has looked recently, I, I, there's nothing that gives me hope that they'll hang around in this game. I think Alabama plus twenty is pretty easy. I think it's close. I think Bama blows the doors off in the second half. This this is going to be like close in the first half. Yeah, exactly that. And Especially with the way Auburn has played recently. Where they have started strong and then faded very quickly. They were I mean, just a Mississippi bad. State, uh, South Carolina, both games they got out to multiple score leads and then just collapsed. Yeah, and like I don't know, like Auburn went for it in that South Carolina game on their own, like thirty-eight. Like, why would you like? Why would yeah, you? Somebody needs to tell Harson he's not at Boise State anymore. Why would you do that? Because listen, it was I think it was tied. And he went for it. And, like, why would you give South Carolina – like, make him drive the field? Like, what are you doing? Like, And I I don't go after coaches a lot because I know how it – I know how it is. All right? I know how difficult it is. But holy hell. Except like, for Pat Narduzzi, apparently. Who's a good man, Narduzzi. by the way. Pat Narduzzi. I hope Pat – never mind. <laughs> Pat Narduzzi's a good man. Pat Narduzzi can die of gonorrhea and rotten hell. That's that's just wrong. <laughs> way too aggressive. He's too good. <laughs> he's too good of a defensive coach to let gonorrhea get in his body. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, we talked a little bit about Bedlam, uh, Oklahoma State, three and a half point favorites in that one. <laughs> three and a half. I, I do like the pokes. I just think, one, it's at home. And defensively, Oklahoma, that's going to be the factor in that game. And as long as, like, Oklahoma State doesn't turn the ball over, as long as they take care of the football on offense, I think they will um, sustain drives and hopefully put make Oklahoma State drive the field because they haven't been looking that great recently. So yeah. I do like the pokes in this one. I just – I, I think Oklahoma State has just been so much more consistent – uh, there, there's nothing about this OU team that's trustworthy for me. And like, I could see him hanging around in this game uh, and and keeping it close. I, I just, I don't trust OU to put together a full game at this point, whether it's the defense collapsing or the offense collapsing. I don't know which one it's going to be this game, but I, I don't trust them. And I, I just think Oklahoma State's playing better football at this point in the season. If it's three and a half, I'll play Oklahoma with spread because I think that hook is – this feels like a three-point game, especially yeah. – and if and if you're on the side, Jake, of the under, then you have to play Oklahoma spread here because yeah. 
it's if it's going to be under, then it's going to be really tight. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree with you. I agree with you there. Um, if this does get into a shootout, if it gets into a shootout, I think also Oklahoma. And I, I know that's yeah. weird to me. Um, Oklahoma State would be in trouble if this gets into a shootout. Oklahoma still has the better athletes. Yeah. Yes. 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 I don't trust Oklahoma. I don't trust Oklahoma State to keep putting up points. Like if Oklahoma's wheeling and dealing, I think Oklahoma State's in trouble just because if your strengths your defense and you're not stopping people, like that's not good. Um, And that offense has been consistent, but it hasn't been great. You know, so I don't know if. If it's a rock fight, I don't know. If it's a rock fight, I can see Oklahoma State – or, sorry, Oklahoma. If it's a shootout, I see Oklahoma. But I feel like somewhere in the middle, I like Oklahoma State. I don't know yeah. if that makes sense. No, it it yeah. doesn't sound like it makes sense, but I, I understand what I'm saying. From. Yeah. Like if this Oklahoma, is just Oklahoma Oklahoma State's going to win most likely. But either way, if you're betting this, you should probably bet Oklahoma. Probably, yeah. Yeah. you probably bet Oklahoma. Um, the game, Michigan, Stanford. Stanford. I want everybody. <laughs> I was gonna make that joke, then I was like, nah, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> the game, Ohio State, Michigan. I want everyone to stop what they're doing right now. I want you to go into Odds Crowd. Okay, I'll have a promo code later on for you, but I, you need to lay down Ohio State. Seven and a half. It is if it's still at seven and a half. By the time you hear this, it'll probably be at eight and a half. And even then, you take it. Yes. Bet the house. Jay's Jay's drunk. On Ohio State. I'm I'm taking Michigan money line. You're no you're high. No, you are Michigan money line. No high. Y'all are so adamant. There's no way. Are you sure, Marijuana? Y'all are so adamant there's no way that Michigan wins this game. And I mean, everything says that you're right. But I mean, I just have a gut feeling here. Like yeah. you can go ahead and book this. Michigan money line is gonna hit. You have it's a gonna be. It's gonna be glorious. You don't have a gut feeling about this. You're you still have a drunk on Friday. Okay. I, it's possible. I did drink quite a bit on Friday. A lot of rumplement shots. Oh, oh no wonder. <laughs> now this Michigan bet makes a whole lot more sense. Yeah, and the Daytona 500 tickets. I mean, <laughs> lot, lot of mistakes were made. For but, everyone who didn't know. Jay had a wonderful Friday night and woke up and bought Daytona 500 tickets. So, I mean, well, you're I'll living see you in the Florida dream. in February. You are living the dream. Every Jay, you are living the dream. Just another... um, you're out of your freaking mind. Yeah, but you're living the dream. Hey, Michigan, my, I mean, we're gonna look back at this. He's just trying to make Saturday. his money back from the Daytona tickets, that's and yeah, all you're gonna is. you're gonna laugh. It's gonna be like, oh my god, I can't believe Jay was right. I promise you that that's not gonna happen. So here's my whole thing. The Big Ten, it's no secret, the Big Ten does not have a lot of great offenses. They don't, okay? Um, Michigan State has a good offense, probably the second best in the conference. They put up, what, 33 on them? Yep. Okay, so it's 37, but the 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 defensive one, whatever. Yeah. Um, so let's just say 33. They put up in the 30s, Okay. Ohio State's offense is clicking right now. And as we saw, is a whole different animal than Michigan State. 
Michigan State's offense. I mean, two of the best defenses in the country, or sorry, two of the best defenses in the Big Ten, Penn State and Michigan State, gave up more than 40-some points. Michigan is on that wavelength. As long as Ohio State, with their two stud tackles, protect C.J. Stroud, this one's over. Because if Michigan cannot put pressure on you, you're done. Not even that. Michigan State, Michigan State put decent pressure on CJ. Better pressure they put on him than they did in the Michigan game, mm-hmm. and still, still, mm-hmm. we're absolutely no shot in this game. This is crazy. And also, I'm not sure, Jay, if you've heard, Jim Harbaugh is still the head coach of Michigan, and Jim Harbaugh in big games, they don't go together. <laughs> they don't go together. Ryan Day, do you know what his record is against Big Ten opponents? Hold on, okay. I got it. Twenty-five and zero. Do you know what O means? He's never one time lost. I know. So you're saying he's due for Hang on. Hang today on. ain't show day, Michigan. Okay, I don't like. I don't like those stats. Twenty-five and zero. You don't like twenty-five and zero? No, 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 no. Because he's here, a quarter away to hundred. Ryan Day inherit. Like, listen, Ryan Day is doing a very good job, obviously, but Ryan Day also inherited. Like what the second best program in the country? He inherited also a better coach than Urban Meyer. Huh? And Ryan Day is also a better coach than Urban Meyer. I think he's a better person than Urban Meyer. Well, that's not well, I mean, even close. I think he's a better person. And I think I honestly think that helped him um be a better coach is because he's a better person. Um Harbaugh stinks at coaching. Here, you know, here's I said this last. I said coach. this last week. It's going to be so funny when that. When this that is the difference. Wait. Okay, Dan. Like we talked about Dan Mullen, and we we crapped all over Dan Mullen in the beginning of this podcast. Here's the difference. I don't like Jim Harbaugh. I don't. But I would 100 percent rather him than like Dan Mullen because I believe Jim Harbaugh's guys will fight for Jim Harbaugh, and I believe that. Harbaugh is going to get these guys up to play. The problem with this is Ohio State is going to punch them in the mouth repeatedly, and then this game's going to be over in the third. Ohio State also is out for style points. The way that they play, so they are trying to put up style points. They know if Ohio State kicks the shit out of Michigan here, they know it sets them up for an opportunity. If God forbid they were to lose in the Big Ten to Wisconsin by a field goal, mm-hmm. they know that the committee will look at them and say, Maybe we sneak a minute four. They know that, and we know that. I'd love to see Ohio State play Georgia. It, well, that's going to be the national championship, and that's going to be a fantastic game to watch that offense go up against that defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's, that's but for st- this game, Jay, <laughs> Ohio State's going to beat them. And guess what? I hate Ohio State. I hate them. I hate, I hate them these teams. a lot. And guess I hate everything they represent. I have I hate everything they stand for. And I every freaking year I root for them to just beat the hell out of Michigan. Because Not even Michigan. though I hate Ohio State for some reason, I just cannot let Michigan win anything. I hate <laughs> don't worry. As long as Jim Harbaugh is there, they won't. And this week will be uh, no it's going to be so. Fun thing, I can't day. wait. And Joe, I'm, I'm going to bet are, are, you might be on the Ohio same State, page. Ohio State's Michigan, the thing is with the whole, you know, people say, well, well, if you hate Ohio State so much, why do you 
root against them when they play Michigan because Ohio State is already better than Penn State. They already have bragging rights. They're already a better program. But like Michigan State, Michigan, Penn State, it's all about who gets to be number two. Yep. And we will all root against each other to try and see who is the second best team in the conference every single year. I don't want Michigan to win shit. Not only that, Michigan's fans are just awful. And they're so delusional, especially when it comes to the whole little brother thing. I hate that. Michigan Michigan State's been the better team for the past 15 years. What are we talking about here? What are yeah. we talking about? I think Michigan's we better get than one or Texas two. Fans, so I, I, I feel your pain on that. It's Collectively, Joe, over the last 10 years, Michigan State's probably been Michigan State's been uh, actually, yeah, you said what, 15 years? The last 15 years, Michigan State, hands down, has been the better program that over Michigan. There's, I think it's there's literally nothing you can say that would that would justify. Oh, that. Well, here's the thing: head have to they head, been to the playoff? Head to head, head to head, Michigan State, 100. Um, 100%. I think as a program, Michigan is better. But recently, recently, I don't think there is a little brother. I think they no, are on the same wave. Wave, 100. They are, especially um, this year. They're basically the same team. But again, since Michigan was better in you know nineteen, you know the nineteen forties to fifties, um, you know we they they we they have to factor that in. Yeah, you know right. we have the most wins <laughs> ever. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, how about when we used to have like, Jay's thinking? It should start when colored photos were a thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's, that's where the wins start. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll we'll have to move on to the next game. Yeah. Okay. It seems um, like yeah, there's been a lot of time this talking next, about a Michigan team that's going to win. This next one, this next can't game. Can't wait to rub your nose in it, man. For the coveted Land Grant Trophy, the ugliest trophy the, in sports. The the greatest. I'll probably leave y'all to to talk about this one. The greatest, most beautiful trophy in sports. The it coveted is the Land Grant thing. Trophy is on the line in East Lansing. It's a trophy um, that looks like an accident. It's so. It's so beautiful. So Jay, are you familiar with this? Oh, I am. Penn are State you familiar with this? This this trophy belongs in the Sickos Hall of Fame. It's it's right up there with the uh, the Arkansas LSU trophy that looks like somebody big, if they got hit by that Arkansas LSU trophy, it looks like that it would kill someone. This is off topic, but I didn't realize how big that trophy is. Yeah. Like it's ginormous. I thought it was like a little like plaque. It thing. looks like a weapon. That thing is huge. <laughs> it's huge. Like that looks like something uh, Wiley Coyote tries to drop on the Roadrunner, <laughs> like Looney Tunes. That's how big this thing is. Um, but anyway, the Land Grant Trophy, a block of wood with a lion and a Spartan on it. It's so ugly. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. It's no civil um, conflict. Depending on where you're looking, these these lines are all over the place. Um, I just saw minus uh, Michigan State minus one and a half. I've seen Michigan State minus one. I've seen a pick'em out there as well. Um, here's my take: um, Michigan State does not throw the ball very well. Penn State, that's pretty much all they can do. I think this is a bad matchup for Michigan State. I'm trying to take the emotion out of it. I'm trying to take my bias out of it. Penn State does not have a great offense. Michigan State does not have a good defense. 
I do think Penn State, their defense at least slows down Michigan State to 20-some points. If Penn State can keep Michigan State to 24 and under, I do believe Penn State wins this game in East Lansing. Um, so I do like the Nittany Lions in here, plus one and a half, one, whatever you get it at. Overall, um, over under 52 and a half here for this game. I yeah, that either. The the only thing is Penn State is going through they lost they, they didn't have 35 players playing against Rutgers because of a flu outbreak. Um Clifford didn't play, he was puking on the sidelines, but their backup looked really well. Um, I wish that I wish the Canada kid was playing against Iowa. They may have won that freaking game, but that's neither here nor there. Um but yeah, I think Penn State comes out. I just think it's matchups. Um, I think this is going to be a close one. I think it's definitely going to be a close one. I think Michigan State's going to win this. I think this being in Michigan State is is the big reason why I think this game was in Penn State. I I'd be agreeing with you. This is just a home field team is going to win this game. Mm-hmm. I actually think that I think Michigan State's offense is going to be able to keep up enough. Uh, I actually think it's the rush defense that's going to help. Yes, Michigan State can't stop the pass. They just – they simply cannot. They can get to the quarterback, which is incredible, but that secondary is the worst secondary in college football. And it this is going to be such a toss-up game. I'm really rooting with just my heart. I think you're going to look at Kenneth Walker having a big bounce-back game here. He had like 26 yards, I think, on like seven or nine carries mm-hmm. in that game against Ohio State. He's going to be looking to put up some big numbers to try to keep his name somewhat relevant in the Heisman race, even though I think it's pretty much gone now after this past weekend. Mm. I like Michigan State at home in a very, very tight game. This is going to be last team that has the ball type of cliche is going to is going to win this one. Uh, before, before Jay goes, I will say if Michigan State wants to win this game, they have to establish the run. Penn State has been iffy. With their run defense, they've again they've had a lot of injuries. They've lost five defensive linemen since the beginning of the year. They've been looking better. Uh, they look decent against Michigan, uh, who has a you know with Hassan back there. Um, I mean, Rutgers is Rutgers. They shut them out, but I think a lot of those younger guys are getting the feel of it. But if Michigan State starts running wild, then Penn State might be in trouble. I think that's another big factor. It's Kenneth Walker that Michigan State offensive line against a lot of inexperience up front with Penn State. Penn State uh, also plays well on the road, which scares me. That's that's what yeah, scares me. Yeah, they actually do. That's they've actually had, they've had a really good season on the road. So that that that's I mean, they would they. Well, everybody knows the crowd at Happy Valley is overrated anyway. Oh, now we're not going to do that right now, right? You're just not going to do that, are you? <laughs> don't do that. All right, let's let's, let's, do let's that. not talk out our ass. You already said listen, Michigan's beating Ohio State. Let's yeah. not embarrass oh, yourself okay. any further. Listen, we don't want to put that many bad takes out there on one episode. All right, buddy, chill out. I won't too go. Many buttons. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jay, <laughs> you, use your words carefully, but what do you think? Uh, I think Penn State wins uh, pretty pretty easily, actually. Wow. Uh, okay. I, just, I, I didn't say that, Joe. I didn't say that. I just want to make sure I get everybody riled up today. Yeah. Uh, no, honestly, I mean, I actually agree with what Joe said, where it's going to be a last team to possess the ball kind of game. Uh, 
I mean, it's just it's a weird matchup for me. The, the things that both teams do well don't necessarily line up, right? Like Michigan State, terrible against the pass. Penn State's offense, I mean, no offense, Jake, but I, I just no, haven't seen anything trustworthy it's not. from them. Uh, it's not trustworthy. No, I agree. I actually, I mean, I my thing is I don't love the over-under at 52. I, I don't love it either way because I could see this going a few different ways. I could see it where uh, Michigan State defense is so problematic that Penn State's able to put up points and Michigan State's offense is able to just kind of keep pace. Uh, but I could also see Penn State completely shutting down the rushing attack with Kenneth Walker, uh, being able to make him the focal point of their defensive game plan uh, and, and and stopping the progress of Michigan State. It's just it, – this game's weird for me. I, I don't – Very weird game. I, I don't really see anything confident either way, and that's why I think that, Joe, you're right whenever you said that this was uh, – a game where I think the last team to possess the ball wins it. If this goes over, Michigan State wins. If this goes under, Penn State wins. Because I think it means that Penn State's defense is going to shut down Michigan State's offense. They're going to score just enough. If Michigan State's offense plays up to their potential, which they are, like Mm -hmm. you said, the second best offense in the Big Ten at times when they play up, that means that they're going to win this game. Yeah, it's it's listen, they I mean, Joe, they're all healthy, correct? Michigan State's offense pretty much except for these um, Jalen. Um, I always mix up Naylor and Reed, which whichever Jalen, Jalen Reed, Jalen Reed, good. Naylor's the one that's been injured. Naylor's been injured. OK, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that hurts, obviously, um, against the Penn State secondary. That that is pretty good. And that's the thing, you know. Man, I wish we could go back, and I, I don't know every program's like this, but if if you take the Illinois loss out of Penn State's resume, here we okay? go. I, I know this is this is a, a bad argument. <laughs> I would actually but, like to take the Ohio State loss out of. Yeah, Michigan you want to take the Ohio State loss away. I know, but I mean Illinois that that was just a, a perfect storm of shit. Um, you take that out, that you know, Penn State can be a nine-win football team. And hell, if they do win and win a bowl game, they'll be a nine one football team. This isn't a bad team. No, caught the injury bug at the work at a bad time. Played Ohio State tough. Played a tough game against Michigan and lost. Um, you know, I don't know if if people aren't injured. You know, they could be sitting at eight and two right now, or eight and two. Yeah, eight and two. Yeah. So, I mean, this isn't a bad football team by any means. By any means. Um, honestly, I, I would, I think again, if Penn state was in the ACC, I think they win the ACC. I think if any Michigan state, like Michigan, Michigan state, state uh, Michigan, I think all the, that, those three, that little bunch there, I think any one of those teams could win the ACC this year. Oh, I'm going to say something before we get in our top 10. I want to say something that's comfort, uh, probably confrontational, but I think Wisconsin would win the ACC. No, nah, maybe. Those are you can't tell me those offenses are that good. Oh, uh, sorry. Aside from Pitt and Wake Forest, yeah, but yeah, I think you're right. So damn good. How about that kid being? Was he 17? That running back for Wisconsin. Yeah, that's oh, unbelievable. Man. That's what Wisconsin does, though. Allen is it Allen. Yes, bro. Uh, 
whatever his name is. So Jonathan Taylor killed my fantasy team today. Oh, I heard Wisconsin running backs. Sorry. Um, before we get into our top ten, I want to tell you all about Odds Crowd. Odds Crowd has fantasy betting and leagues that include over thirty thousand dollars in cash prizes when you bet on NFL and college football. Here's how it works: once you enter a contest, you place fantasy bets, not actual money against real odds and lines. The most profitable bettors rise up the leaderboard. If you have the highest profit at the end of the contest, you win. And Odds Crowd isn't just fantasy betting contests. It's a social app for sports bettors. Free to download. You can group chat with other bettors, track your bets, set up private fantasy contests with your buddies, and much more. So download the app for free. And when you are there, you can put in referral code BRAN13. That's B-R-A-N-1-3. Tell them I sent you. You can put in brand Nine for Jay Arnold. And since Joe's here, you can also put in brand one for Joe. Why Why even try any of those other nonsense numbers? Let's just get right down to the real deal. Uno, baby. One is the loneliest number. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, guys, listen, Odds Crowd, it's a fantastic app. Again, it's free. You're not betting real money. You're betting fake money. It's really good. Enter those contests. You can win really cash. I think Joe won one already. Is that correct? One hundred and one, like one hundred and twenty-five bucks. So think about I was, that. I was in the lead for the uh, three thousand dollar contest for a while there. For a little bit. For a little bit. I think it's like top five or six now. As long so. as Walsh isn't in there. Walsh um, is dead and gone, baby. <laughs> so anyway, all right, we're gonna end this episode with our top 10 here um guys do you want to just take turns going up and down well we all know who number one is right okay so we can get number one out george is number one george is number one george is number one okay so here we go uh 10 all the way around uh my number 10 i have old miss i think they're playing well i think they're going to be knocked out though after this week when they lose to mississippi state but as of right now i think you got to put old miss at number 10 joe I got Oklahoma at number 10. Oh, okay. I also have Oklahoma at number 10. And the only reason I have them there is because I couldn't find anybody else to put in front of them because I don't <laughs> like them even at number 10. Well, no. since since we're all here, um, I have I have Oklahoma at 9. Okay. I have Oklahoma at 9. My 9's Ole Miss. My 9 is uh, Notre Dame. What? She- I just, I'm just I'm not buying into Notre Dame as a program this year. I talked about it last week. I'm still not buying into Notre Dame. Jay Hot takes over here. <laughs> I'm just not. I'm sorry, guys. I call you Stephen Jay they Smith. Got, they got blown out by, or not blown out, but they got beat pretty handily by Cincy at home. I agree. Okay. I agree with that. And uh, they, they don't that. have they don't have a good win to me this year. I mean they they handled Virginia, but Virginia was out without their starting quarterback. I mean, who who do you point to? The Wisconsin game? Maybe. But, the, I mean, Wisconsin was so banged up early in the season. It's just, I, just, I just look at like a like, – That game like was tied in the fourth quarter. I, yeah, think, I, mean, I think on a neutral field, I think Notre Dame could beat Michigan. I think Notre Dame could beat Baylor. I think Notre Dame could beat o- Oklahoma State. I, I think disagree. I think they could beat them. Oklahoma. I think they could beat them, but I don't think I would favor them against any of those teams on a neutral field. Okay. And I, I could mean, be wrong. Listen, I love watching Notre Dame lose. So that's coming from a guy that loves watching them lose too. Yeah. It's my favorite. Um, my eight, this is where things get hairy for me. 
But my eight is Baylor. That's where my eight is. My eight's Baylor as well. Oh, okay. My whole thing was, you know, they have two losses. Oklahoma has one. I, I just think Baylor's uh, – I know Baylor has one more loss, but I, I just think if we're going to go by who's better right now, it's Baylor. Baylor. I agree. Yeah. I think Baylor Bears. Seven, I have Notre Dame. I have Oklahoma State, seven. Okay. I have Mississippi at seven. Wow. wow. Up at seven? Yep. Like, it's probably my SEC bias showing. I was just going to say, is the SEC bias a thing? They, I mean, if you look at their opponents, though, like they've had like a really tough schedule. They had a tough go. Yeah. They really had it. And, I mean, they've been banged up and they've still found ways to win games. Mm-hmm. So, no. we'll, we'll see. And I, I also wouldn't be surprised if they lost to Mississippi State and got knocked out here because of the Egg Bowl. Uh, but I also think there's just so much parity when you get outside of the top four. Yeah. That a lot of these teams could beat each other. And Absolutely. I mean, it's, I definitely get why you wouldn't have Mississippi's high as I do. Uh, but I, I think you can also make the justification for them being up as high as seven. It's, it's almost like, it's almost like there should be more teams in the playoff since you'd think, you know, right? Like, you know, there's like all these teams that are really like really cool matchups, and we want to see, you know, after the top three, you know, hey, talk to your Big Ten who. boys. They're the what? ones that put the kibosh on it. I mean, the SEC one. Could ones you imagine like like Baylor, Oklahoma State, Old Miss, Oklahoma all fighting for that like seventh, eighth spot right now? It'd be fantastic. Yeah. It would make the regular season mean more. Yeah, it really would. Um, my <laughs> What are we on six? Yep, correct. My six is Oklahoma State. Okay. Mine's Michigan. I have Oklahoma State as well, Jake. Okay. Okay. So I have Michigan at five. Joe, I'm guessing Oklahoma State at five. No, I actually have them at seven. My five is Notre Dame. Oh, your five is Notre Dame. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my five is Michigan. Michigan. Okay. All right. Now our top four. I think I think we're all going to be on the same page. Nope, we're not. We're definitely not. We're definitely not. One hundred percent. My four is Alabama. My four is also Alabama. I thought that was going to be such a stretch. I my four is Alabama too. I think right now. I think that that's a. Hot I know take. you better than you know yourself. I guess so. I think, I thought that that was going to be a hot take right now, but like, I just think with what Cincinnati did, they proved something this week, and wow. also costing me money. I am shocked. Shocked. Boy. I will say this. That you guys all have Alabama before. Oh, yeah. I will say this. I was the first one to say it, tweeted out before Alabama lost, before Georgia really was themselves. I said Georgia's the best team in the country. And when Alabama lost, I said I'm keeping Alabama at two. So I just I yeah, listen. Now that we're moving them down the floor, I just want to let you guys know that you're on the right side of history. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Usually. Thank you for letting us know. You're welcome. Um three Cincinnati. I have Ohio State at three. You're you're a crazy person again. I, I just again I think that Cincinnati undefeated still gives some credence. Uh the fact that they haven't lost a game yet. Uh so I mean like setting this up, we both have Cincy or all three of us have Cincy Ohio State at two three, right? So yeah, and so yeah. they would match up with each other anyway. Which would, would be a great answer. game, I think. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. You know what the you know what the sad part about that whole thing is? Honestly, that Cincinnati, there's a lot of people that live in the city of Cincinnati 
that are are Ohio State fans. There's probably a lot of Ohio State grads. Yeah. Ohio State's like the Cowboys too. That's where you're gonna find Cowboys fans. They're everywhere. the Cowboys of the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it, like Ohio is barely the Midwest, but still. Yeah. Like, so I, you I, guys, you guys have Ohio State two. I have Cincy three. Or uh, yep. Cincy two, so yeah, Cincy two, and then we all have Georgia, Michigan one. State one. Yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I mean, listen, every there was no one on our list. There's nothing that jumps out as, oh my god, that's craziness. Y'all gave me a pretty pretty stern talking to for Notre Dame at nine, but that's, I mean, that's stupid. I mean, I that's, like you as a person, but that's you're not a huge kid. stretch though. I think I think five through ten, you can almost is almost a shake up and spill, and you're basically yeah. going to have anything. Mm-hmm. I just think right now, I think the path for Notre Dame to get in the playoffs is so wide open right now. Mm-hmm. I think that they're virtually a lock to get in at this point. If they finish the, I year, think the committee wants to put them in. They want to put them in, man. Who's Notre Dame have next week? Stanford. Is it Stanford? Uh, or is it SC? Do they already play SC? Yeah, no, because already- BYU and SC play. I'm pretty um, sure it's Stanford. I think you're right. Stanford sounds right. It is Stanford. Yeah, it's Stanford. In Stanford. They're going to take a – Also, um, I know this is uh, a little off track, but uh, good old-fashioned hate, Georgia and Georgia Tech is going to be – Georgia is going to – poop all over them it's gonna be murder it is going to be bad yeah it's gonna be terrible <laughs> yeah like notre dame put up it was a 55 nothing on georgia tech georgia is going to kill them like it's gonna be very bad um i mean that's like my whole thing is i had oklahoma over baylor and like baylor only has you know baylor has two losses or sorry i have baylor over oklahoma just and you know Baylor has two losses, Oklahoma has one, but at least there's Pretty that head, better head ball recent, right now. Yeah, there's that recently, you know, recently better ball. You know, uh, you can make that argument. Like, there's no argument for putting Michigan State behind Michigan, but n- now there is. Yeah, but back then there wasn't, and that's not a oh the committee being like he'll see we were right. No, you're not. Like you have to. You if have you to look settle right on, if you have a tied record. You have to go with head to head. I will say to. this though: when the committee drops their top four this week, Alabama will be number three ahead of Cincinnati. They'll There's have to. I, I don't disagree. They'll There's have no to. way that they're going to drop them down from two to four after winning, even though the win didn't look great. There's just no way that they're going to drop them down, and they but just Bama's going to get. Bama's going to get destroyed by Georgia in the SEC championship, so it's going to be a moot point. Which I agree as well. I I just think that this is this is that's they're not. It'll still be a close one. I hope so because that should be the game of the year. It should be. It should be. But we will see. Everybody who is listening out there, thank you again for tuning in. From Jay and Joe. And myself, have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And take some time to take in Jay's got some this great sport of college football. football. Michigan Moneyline. Yeah, there it is. I knew Jeff was going to say something. <laughs> All right, I'm going to watch.